0: Hello and welcome everybody to the UnCommonwealth Podcast, where I'm your host, Philip Ramsey. Hey, I'm Ryan. Aaron Kramer. And we're here ready to talk about a, a super important topic. It's a great one. You know, for hundred and, I don't know how many podcasts we've done, probably 140, let's say, there's a common theme that comes up every time. Guess you guys want to know what it is? You know what it is, because yeah. I told you why we're talking. Bellage? Marriage. Marriage. <laughs> how powerful it is to have a supportive spouse. So, I thought we'd just get in a room, my buddies, talk about how much our wives mean in our business and supporting of us. But this could be a woman listening to this and thinking about their husbands. I feel like having a supportive spouse is one of the, the biggest things when you're talking about going this uncommon path. Oh, my gosh. And it's usually the first question I'll ask if somebody's like ready to shoot down this path. I'm like, what does your wife think? Mm. Or what does your husband think? And if you're not on the same page, I'm telling you, I right haven't now, asked them yet. Yeah, I, <laughs> we're not going to let you do it. I'll yeah. tell you that if they're not, if you're not feeling that. So, all right, this is what I want to ask. I want to do the introductions, and I want you to introduce your spouse, and I want you to tell us and the listeners what their superpower is. We'll start with you, Ryan Garvey. All right,
1: yeah, Ryan, married for four and a half years to my wife Victoria. Uh, she's man has many superpowers mother of two boys so the fact that she stays uh, alive during the day and <laughs> our house is somehow pretty orderly not burnt down no yeah. yeah and she's in a good mood most of the time uh That's she yeah she runs her own salon out of our basement so victoria rose salon mm. shout out if your hair is in despair Hey. Go and let her care for it. I just, <laughs> That's a good slogan. Yeah, it's a there. working working title. It's just right off the dome. Um, but yeah, I would say. I would say. Let me think. When I think of all of her many good qualities and how to maybe characterize them as a superpower, I think her ability to connect with people and give them dignity, whether it's a guest that. Is sitting in her, you know, salon chair, or just someone out and about as she's going, you know, about her day. She's someone who like sees people and really cares about them. And there'll be times where maybe we're out somewhere and she'll see someone and be like, "We need to go talk to that person," or at the very least, like, "Hey, let's." I, I feel like we should pray for that person. So, someone who sees people and and just has a genuine love for mm. them.
2: So that's a good superpower. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right, Aaron. All right. My wife's name is Ashley Kramer. Her superpower we have been together for a long time, so I get this is easy for me, but uh it's probably having a ginormous heart. Mm. She loves people to no end, and I don't think she has a bad bone in her body. She does she is a teacher. So that's a she, good, she is a teacher, a so fit. yeah.
0: For that. Good. Uh so my wife is Aaron. Um I would say her, like, superpower, she has many, like you guys. She does an amazing job of listening for me. Um, and then also, this is a word that probably is going to give us some trouble, so ready for this. <laughs> she is an amazing, she submits amazing to, like, my leadership. <laughs> Sounds weird, but it's biblical. Uh, and she trusts me in our leadership, but she just is like, hey, wherever you want to go, I'm going to follow you, even if it's to the end of the earth. And you're going to take ownership of this, and you're kind of responsible for it. So, uh, but that is a huge, uh, I think, confidence boost in me. And so that's what I would say that's about awesome. Aaron. Okay, quickly, Aaron Kramer. We know that he's an advisor with us. Yeah, Ryan Garvey. He uh, helps us with Cube and like personal finance. Um, and then myself, you know me. So there you go. All right, my next question, because I have a couple questions to try to get this going. There you go. So if um, you were like. This is, this is like a weird question, but what was your expectations when you were to get married? Like, where would you be today? And then I think everybody, at least the response that we've had up to this point is like, I wouldn't be where I'm at today yeah. without my wife. And I think that would be what you said. Yes. So what were your expectations before you got married of what your wife would support you with? And w- were those like lived out? Right. Unmet expectations are the things that like are the relationship killers. Uh, And so it's a, it's a super deep question on a Friday, but it's fun to talk
2: about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Aaron can go first. Oh, thanks man. (laughs) All right. uh, (laughs) Uh, Actually, I I will own this one. And the fact that I don't really have an answer for it, but I do have a reason why I don't. Mm. And this is on me, me, me and my wife being high school sweethearts. And by the time I knew I wanted her in my life the rest of my life. So, you know, that's why I asked her to marry me. Yep. And we got married. It's a good start. Yeah. But I also had no idea what I wanted to do with my life and what my life looked like after college. So with that, it would I would have a really hard time answering what I thought marriage would look like except for just being a good teammate. And she'd mm. always been a good teammate to me. Mm. So... Throughout our dating years. Yeah, it's good, man. And brought me up and always held me there. So but how the whole like leading what it looked like, I was just trying to figure myself out in the first place. What actually kind of partner I was gonna be because honestly through that little period there, I probably was the drag on the team. So
0: (laughs) I outpunted my covers too, Aaron. So (laughs) I get you, man. You (laughs) do. Okay.
1: That's good, man. How long have when how old were you guys when you got married?
2: Oh, man. Oh, that would have been 10 years ago. So 25. Okay.
0: Yeah. I was yeah. 27. When we got married?
2: I was 28. Okay. Yeah.
1: Look at that. Yeah. So, yeah, expectations. Um, I mean, good and probably not as good expectations. I wrote down some of the good ones. <laughs> you can, I can try to rack my brain for some of the not so good ones, but just the expectation, you know the topic of this show is that we would support each other. So similar to you, Aaron, like I was in a, when we were dating, I was doing, I was working a job in nonprofit ministry. And then when we got engaged in the first several years of our marriage, I was doing pest control. And now here I am with uncommon wealth partners doing something completely different, but something that I feel for the first time really aligns with my values and my desires and my, my skill sets. Um, and yeah, Victoria's been extremely supportive in all those transitions and someone that could be a sounding board mm-hmm. as I was just praying through stuff. And someone to pray with. Like it wasn't just me off of my own praying and trying to figure it out. Like like you said, Aaron, we're teammates, so it's a marriage is a partnership, mm-hmm. so any decision I make directly affects her and vice versa. So yeah, someone who would ask me hard questions and you know Asked me questions to help me focus on my motives for why I was maybe wanting to make a change and even just wrestling between the contentment of where I was, but also the desire for something more and and not knowing how to get there. Um, she's just been, yeah, a true partner in being supportive. Um, and I try to, you know, when she was kind of going through different iterations with her business and she left the salon that she started at and then was at a different place and, then got to a point where she felt like she wanted to go out on her own. So us kind of having the conversation as we were looking for homes, like what would it look like for us to create that space for her to do that at home and be at, at home with our kids. And it's just been a true blessing mm. to see that come to fruition, to see God bring that about. Um, so,
0: yeah. Right. So that's brings up my next question. Great alley-oop Ryan. You don't have to go to the next one. So <laughs> how has been ways that you've had to support your wife Sounds like you got the house. All right, so Ryan's leading the charge. 20 points for you, buddy. Aaron, is there any time that you can think of a time where you had to support your wife?
2: Yeah. Uh, With my wife being in the education system, uh, if anybody knows anything about the education system right now, it's not exactly the best. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Parents aren't very nice to teachers, and... There's a there's place. high
0: expectations going on. It's yeah. the old education system.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I've, this is this story doesn't come from my wife, but it, it is a story you hear. Parents come there like, why doesn't my kid know how to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? And you're like, well, I, our job is not to parent your kid. Yeah, like <laughs> I, I, th- I thought yeah. like I'm sending my kid to school to learn how to read, write, and right. th- those Math. things. But yeah, so a lot of Karens out there, <laughs> but, anyways. I think it's supporting her through that. I think our biggest thing was supporting her. Th- like she got out of education for a little bit, hmm. supporting her through there, and then getting back in. But also being able to be her rock, you know, and looking through when she has bad days and why she's doing it and why she's fighting the good fight. Right, listening and yeah, listening, asking questions. Sure, it's good. Those good things.
0: Yeah, I think there was one point. Well, I mean. Being a mother, I mean, being a father is one thing, but being a mother changes your whole paradigm. Oh, I think, yeah. and and it, being a parent changes your paradigm. I just, I'll say that. But for women and wives and, and mothers, I think that's there's something that happens where you're like, who am I? <laughs> you really have this questioning of who am I. Now I have these little people running around. All my job is is to make sure these little people don't hurt themselves and like grow up to be decent human beings. Um, and there was a time where Aaron was like, I don't even know who I am. Like, truly, like, who am I? And I think there's a lot of women that go through this. And And have you ever heard that old adjective? It's like, the men marry women because they don't want them to change. And women marry men because they see potential or they want them to
2: change. Yeah.
0: And so when that happens, right, uh, I think a lot of men are like, what do you mean you don't know who you are? And like, we will try to manipulate or try to, make them into the person they wanted them to be. And in that st- situation, I think this was kind of like a God thing. I was just like, Hey, you take time to figure out who you are and I don't care who you end up being. I'll still love you through that. And so if you're ended up being a goth chick, I guess I'm into goth chicks. You know what I'm I love saying?
2: that. You sold this. I like, know we've <laughs> talked about this in the past and you yeah. saying that. i like, this is great. <laughs> yeah. So giving her, I think the freedom
0: and then the space to kind of reinvent herself in a way. And I said, Hey, go out with all your friends and do, you know, and I'm not trying to like edify myself, but I was giving her space to try to create who she wanted to be. And, um, and I think we need that constantly, everybody, because when you're first dating, everyone's got this facade that you're like, I'm the best person in the world. Well, when you get married, like that's the first thing, like, well, you're not yeah. and You've been putting <laughs> a f- fake, a facade. And so, um, having that flexibility to change and adapt who you are and she's always done a really good job for me so when it was my turn to reciprocate that it was it was really easy for me to just kind of follow her lead in that and yeah so that was a way that i was just like hey take your time you figure out who you are no matter who you are i'm into it you know yeah that's awesome all right let's go to this um i wanted to go because i think there's many ways that we can talk about how our our wives truly support us and talk about practical stuff but what are ways that a spouse can support their spouse when they're going down this uncommon journey like again it's super important but like i wanted to get down to the nitty-gritty practical things that you could do if you're listening to this and your husband or your wife seems to be entrepreneurial how do you edify them and also kind of like gel this with your own personal risk tolerance. How do you do this practically? I've got some things to start us off with, and then you guys can kind of take some turns and, and think yeah. through this. Um, full disclosure, I didn't really give them a lot of direction of where this was going to go. I had a little bit more time to think <laughs> through this, so I'll give them a little thought uh, or a little time to do some thinking. But I thought the first thing that you can do is listen. Listen and what you said earlier, Aaron, is ask good questions to try to help clarify what they're trying to say and then listen. And then there's always that thing of like, this is what I heard. So but not trying to solve. Yeah, that's like my worst problem. And I think every guy out there, all we want to do is like solve guys have the worst problem. Yeah. So listening and then repeating back what you heard and then helping them articulate what is it that they're trying to accomplish in whatever they're trying to tell you. I think that's a really good way. Yeah. G- really good place to start and be supportive in that. But listening. I mean, that Aaron does that so well. I'll come up from you know the
2: morning and she'll be like, how's it going? She'll just listen. And, that's amazing. So. Side note, this has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but i got to give you props here. I don't know if anybody's ever told you, your whole family listens well. <laughs> I, when I That's brought my daughter here. over here to like get babysitted by your daughter, and your daughter's like asking me questions, and I'm like, <laughs> to, for me to like answer, she's listening. I'm like, there is an age gap here. I'm <laughs> supposed to be running this conversation. You are doing amazing at however old That's you are. So good. your whole family's good. That's that. my wife. That's my wife. Not me. That's awesome.
0: All right. Other things, other applicable ways you can
2: support your wife or spouse. Sorry. I you can guys, go. Yeah. You want me to go? All yeah. right. So I think the one that I know my wife did for me, that was huge was while we're on that journey, like you go on this journey of being an entrepreneur, you have your ups and downs. Like Mm -hmm. you're going to like one day you're thinking you're on top of the world. And the next day you think like, why did I do this? Right. You have ups and downs. I'm just kidding. (laughs) So, but like the one thing I feel like my wife has done an amazing at like throughout my entire life, but really I didn't recognize it until I took this path. Yeah, was helping me see my strengths and weaknesses. Oh, that's good, right? Like she you stole mine. <sighs> <Sorry. laughs> good answer. But like good. she really would, you know, sit there and say, "Aaron, like, well, you're good at this, or this is what really makes sense." Or you're telling her things, and she'll point it out in a very loving way. And then even like like not things that are strengths, you know, things that that's maybe good, I'm man. not so good at. It. She's like, "And you're frustrated, and you're probably ready to like." rip a phone book in half. Right. Cause it's not your gifting. Yeah. And then right. she, well, she sits there and can edify you. It's not that I suck. Yeah. It's just like, that's not your strength. So let's find a way to get through that in the meantime.
0: It's like, mm. Oh
2: my gosh. It's good, Ashley. It's yeah. good. Good. Yeah.
1: Cause God. if you were going to start a business that hopefully grows and then is going to have multiple, you know, levels of different tasks, like you're going to have to think about better sooner than later of like, okay, how are you going to get somebody on your team to do those tasks that you hate or just aren't naturally gifted in? So, yeah, yeah so good. It's good that you share that. I would say, so Phil, you mentioned listening, you know, I'd say right on the heels of that, like pray together. So, yeah, so good. We prayed a lot about any kind of career change and even just for wisdom and, and guidance and patience. You know, I was trying to leave my previous job for a couple of years and I kind of explored a couple different avenues but they weren't the right solution. And like one of my maybe weaknesses is I can be a little impetuous. And so I'm like, oh, this is going to be the thing. And then I throw myself fully into that for like a month or two. And then I'm like, oh, it really wasn't exactly what I <laughs> thought it would be. And then I just kind of throw it to the side. So I think there's, there's merit in, taking calculated risks and experimenting with things. Mm. But I had to kind of get to a place where I'm like, all right, do I really see this as a viable career path or is it just the next thing that I'm trying to explore? And really I came to that realization through praying and and talking with Victoria because she she would just ask that question. She'd be like, is this really something you can see yourself doing long-term or is it just kind of like the next thing? And then I would say with that, we also just tried to create like a, a roadmap. So
0: That's
1: good. Get, if you're going to take a new job and maybe you're taking a pay cut, which oftentimes is the case, like get your financial yep. ducks in a row, have systems in place, uh, talk about like a potential exit strategy, like give yourself a timetable. Like if it doesn't pan out in the first 90 days or six months, like are you going back to that other job or kind of what is the exit strategy there instead of just kind of, Jumping, jumping in without a plan.
0: It's like you work at Uncommon Wealth Partners. (laughs) (laughs) I picked Uh, up a few things here and there. I, I think that's important to talk about because at the end of the day, when we sit down with a couple, normally they have very different risk tolerances and a plan helps the person that's a little bit more conservative feel comfortable stepping down this uncommon journey and then talking about the unknowns or if things don't go according to plan
1: which they never will
0: they never will (laughs) yeah but the fact that they can speak to of like okay if this doesn't work at this time we're both agreed on this to be the you know what we do next and do it before the fire hits so you can react when you have a little bit of time and you're not like amped up by the time the the trial hits you've talked about what's going to happen before yeah
2: oh my gosh you guys talking about this makes me like love my wife more because like you guys all got plans and she had to marry a married guy that's like, what's your contingent plan? Don't have one. <laughs> we're going all in. We're going all in. <laughs> yeah. And we did. We Success suffered. Fun, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it hurt my family, you know, going through yeah. those times. But my wife stuck by me, so
0: <laughs> that's good. For okay. Better or worse, richer or poorer. Yeah. Yeah. or poorer. Or <laughs> poorer. Um, I would say sometimes um I love this one. I just put like provide other options and solutions. So when you are down this uncommon journey and things don't go according to plan, sometimes it's nice to have somebody give a different option or solution. Um, and it's not like you're trying to solve it. It's just like, hey, we're trying to get every problem on the board or the problems on the board, and then we're trying to find solutions no matter how weird or out of the box yeah. they are. And uh, my bro- my father-in-law actually does really does this amazingly. Like we've done some projects together. His name's Chris Sampson. He never listens to this, but if he did, he'd be like, see, I got my name called out. But uh, in these projects and I've not been in a a past to do carpentry, like that's not my family's deal. But because of him, I feel like I have a little bit more skill to do this kind of stuff. And so he and I, at one point, finished our basement in our old house. And I love this. I found that I love to learn as long as I can be hands-on doing the learning. So reading and then doing something. I was like, I'm all in. Uh, But anyway he was so good as cause I'm kind of like a, let's just do it and we'll figure it out later. He was really good about, well, have you thought about this? Or like, what about this? And I'm like, Oh man, I haven't thought about that. And that's uh, something I should think about. <laughs> like, so that let's problem solve this because if I would have jumped in on this, it would have been a hot mess. But since you very casually and just asked me about, Hey, did you think about this? Or what about this solution? And like, it helped me process through of like, okay. And at the end we had the best solution to move forward. But sometimes it's just like, Hey, here's another option. Here's another solution. I don't care which one you do. And that's what I think my wife does so well is she submits to whatever you want to do. But mm-hmm. here is, you know, here's a couple options. Yeah. And it really is helpful to me to, do you think, about do you that? guys
1: think there's a balance to strike there between like the anticipating and planning, but then falling into like the analysis paralysis of, you've like, oh, got to take in for sure into account every single outcome in detail before we can take that first step of action. Like have you guys Gone through that, like with your in your marriages, or
0: one hundred percent, yeah. And I think like the the Michael Jackson syndrome or the Prince, like, have you ever heard that? Where they like didn't produce something until it was perfect, mm. oh. and like how much like just content they have that's never been published or produced because yeah. it was, wasn't perfect. And
1: that sounds stressful.
0: It sounds stressful, <laughs> and and it puts you into a level of like almost frustration always because you're looking for
2: perfection and it never will happen. And so, or the safest path, like, right? I find so many people waiting to like wait for that perfect path or the risk is too much, or they right. never take the path, and people forget you know, was it Michael Jordan has hit more winning shots than anybody else, but, but then he's
0: also missed, missed the most, <laughs> the most? Then,
2: yeah yeah, so like right. there has to be that like happy medium of like actually taking the risk yeah but right. but yeah, like having those contingencies is great,
0: okay, what other couple we got we got we got time for a couple more.
2: Yeah. Oh, I had a good one tonight. Oh, do you think, you guys, For you, here's a question. What personality traits or things that your wives have, like, noticed about yourself that you didn't notice no. about yourself, like, holes that you have oh. <laughs> that, like, she helped you recognize and be better with? Oh, man. That's good. Ryan's going to... i afraid to answer
0: this.
1: <laughs> he's got some <laughs> of a different stuff. Um. Oh, So you're talking about, like, what kind of character flaws and,
2: like, weaknesses? I don't think think we have character flaws, you know, like, per se. I do. I don't know about Well, I mean, like, (laughs) character flaws, but, like, I mean, patterns that maybe that, like, were not good patterns or, yeah, character flaws Mm -hmm. that were hindering you to reach the goals you wanted to reach Mm -hmm. that she saw prior to everybody else. Mm.
1: Mm. Yeah, I I mentioned it earlier, just the kind of tendency to be impulsive as I was – just really exploring as many venues as I could primarily because I just really wanted to leave the job I was in. But I also felt I had certain passions and interests that I wanted to flesh out in a career that I would pursue. And so just doing is, you know, during when COVID was, you know, we were in the midst of lockdown and seemed like everyone was releasing a coaching course online. (laughs) So there's a lot of traps that you could fall into. And, um, you know, I, I explored a couple of those. I wouldn't say that they were bad in nature, but I think they kind of overpromise on what they could deliver. And so, and they weren't free. Mm -hmm. So there's another consideration. So when I'm, I'm not just like clicking the, the pay button without talking to her. And so, when I tell her what it is and what it costs, That's like goodness. she obviously has questions and then I've got to be able to kind of, uh, validate why I want to do it. And I think after a couple different, uh, explorations mm-hmm. is just kind of a conversation of like, okay, I appreciate that. You're like trying to learn new things and explore different paths, but is, is this next thing just going to be the next thing? Or I think really just causing me to like, pause uh, and carefully consider is this a viable career path is this something i could really see myself enjoying or is it just an escape from what i'm mm-hmm. feel currently stuck That's, in?
2: so basically she did a really good job about slowing you down mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah i mean sometimes like a lot of us if you have an entrepreneur mindset i think sometimes we get tunnel vision and mm-hmm. we have a good chance of just like running fast and not slowing down the missing at all yeah yeah
0: yeah. My wife uh I would say that when we first got married I would get passionate, I would call it, which was just yelling, yelling in, yeah. in her book. And so she did a really good job of like sometimes when you get excited about something, you can bypass other people's feelings because you're so excited about it and like take a step back and then like make sure everybody's input is is spoken for or or thought through and then you can make a decision together. So I would say for mine, if I get too tunnel minded, it's like, it doesn't matter who's with me or who I'm going there and like, that doesn't feel great.
2: Yeah. So that's
0: something. That's great, guys. Good question.
2: What about you? I mean, like, again, this is just everything about my wife. She like, she legitimately helped me find myself. So when being lost, but I think the one thing that she's really helped me come to, that's been like life giving to me is. And it, trust me, this took a long time to swallow when she like brought it out, but she would start seeing me go down a path of like being stressed out, but she could call it out probably about a week or two before I would hit my pitfall. Oh, that's a huge superpower. Yeah, so like she's like, "What's going on?" And I'd be like, "Nothing. I'm fine." Because I honestly thought I was fine. Yeah, I'm thriving. Yeah, <laughs> but like she's, I, I, without not knowing, I had patterns of things of doing that I would do, and she's like, "Here it comes," and she would oh, know like Aaron's gonna fall off, and Aaron's gonna to spend an afternoon in the basement watching TV because he's sad, you know. Yeah. So I was. She helped me, and now I don't have as many pitfalls because she can help me catch them before they right. hit.
1: Right, and and now you know that she can see it, so you're probably more receptive to. Yeah, if but, she brings it up. You're like, oh, there might.
2: Yeah, that. Things. But she's also like the biggest thing. Is she taught me how to see my own, hmm. and I don't always catch them, you know, because you are in her life and we got our tunnel vision going. But she she could see it prior, and then over time, she's helped me allowed me to see it.
0: Yeah, it's good. All right, I have a couple more. I'm I have gonna, one, too, at right. some point. Do it
2: now. Are you sure?
0: I am 100%. Okay. I've got mine written down. So, uh, <laughs> yeah,
1: as we were talking, I wrote down, what is one way that your spouse needs your support that you're not currently maybe best supporting them mm-hmm. in, but that you'll commit to supporting them
0: in right now? Oh,
2: oh man, pressure. I got to say it on a podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's accountability. Yeah,
0: accountability, man. Oh, <laughs> Welcome to The Uncommon. Yeah. If you haven't ever heard of The Uncommon podcast, that's one Ryan and I uh, have together. And all we do is challenge each other to be better. And uh, that's basically what that question came from. <laughs> really? A hard question. I'm yeah. not on that podcast, guys. <laughs> you are now. You are now. <laughs> right. Philip, you got something? I do. I do. I think I can do way better uh, at putting the kids to bed. Like, I, I, I kind of let her kind of be the tip of the spear on that deal. Um, but I think I can do a better job, uh, maybe supporting her and, and yeah, doing more of that and giving her a little bit more like energy. So yeah. I definitely can serve her in, in a better way of doing that. Uh, and then making sure every one of the kids is down and, and normally kind of the deal is she kind of goes upstairs and she says says goodnight and then I go upstairs and say goodnight, but I think it would be fun if we all were up there and. Hmm. The problem is I get like, we start wrestling, you know, <laughs> yeah, like, there's a lot to, so that's everything's a competition. Everything's a competition in, in the Rams. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I think that's, I can totally do a better job nice. of helping my wife put the kids down and like making sure that goes smooth. Although it's funny because every time I go and put my kids down, she's always like, how did you do that so fast? And I'm like, <laughs> Hey, we got a routine. It's in out, you know, like. <laughs> anyway, she does a re- way better job of like being present with the kids. I've got a mission. We're getting it done. Yeah. So, uh, oh, so, yeah. So I don't think if that's the, that's like not $20, what $20 to
1: for the first kid who falls asleep. <laughs> Get
0: in your bed. Let's go. Who's going to win it? Yeah. Uh, but do a better job of the way that she does it, which is super intentional. Nice. and loving Yeah.
2: So, um, fine. yeah, I, mine's more because we both work full time. Uh, we share more duties around the house, and she does way more than I do about mm-hmm. taking upkeep of the house. I think I could probably do a lot better job of helping her, like keeping the dishes clean. All right. Know, there you doing, go. Doing a little laundry. Uh, so, yeah, I think, so my, I guess if we're taking our thing, what we're going to say is like, I'm going to help out with dishes more because, I mean, it's not like I don't like to eat. I I eat a lot, so <laughs> probably most of the dishes are mine. <laughs> In the first place, and then our bedding. I know she just asked me if I could do the bedding, uh, make the bed. No, like so we like wash our bed our bedding like once or twice a week. Oh, interesting. So, um, all right. we'll also put that in. Like we have two dogs, so oh, yeah. <laughs> it was also there <laughs> that. So, but she said she had asked if I could do it since we work all work remote. Yeah, if I could throw it in in the morning, there and then go on the dryer in between meetings. I'm so. holding accountable to that. It's oh.
0: like, okay. <laughs> I have a podcast to show for it, <laughs>
2: Yeah, Heard it here first, Ashley.
1: It's, yeah. yeah. Nice. Awesome. Right. What's yours? I put, uh, so yeah, we have two young boys, two and a half and one. And I think in the first few years of our marriage, like so a little bit of backstory, I was single until – you know, after college until I started dating Victoria. So got pretty used to just living an independent life. And so that definitely, I tried to carry that into marriage and was <laughs> How'd just, that go? I mean, it was rough. Yeah. Uh, at times. <laughs> time. no, no, there was a couple of times that I've even shared this on the other show of like times that I went out with a friend and like, didn't tell her just yeah. it totally slipped my mind. So all that to say is like, i've made it a priority to still uh do life with my friends Mm -hmm. and i think victoria hasn't had that as much and so one way that i'm finding especially now with having kids a way to support her is to encourage her and give her not the permission but just like hey yeah i've got the boys like go out like i think i think tonight um she's even gonna go out with a friend and then me and her friend's husband are going to uh, watch the kids and nice. yeah. And then she's going, uh, going on a girl's trip to Florida in a couple of weeks. So I'll have the boys solo for a couple of days and I'm kind of terrified. Excite about you're yeah, excited, excited about terrified. it. Yeah. You're excited and terrified. Yeah. So I think just, and she's started working out at a gym, um, right by right down the street from our house. So even that looks like, Hey, I'd love to take a class at like five. Am I free to, to watch the kids? So just being proactive to say like, yep, take that time. Cause I know when I do that, I show up better
0: as a husband and dad. And I
1: know that the same is for her. So
0: good. Uh, so here's, I'll leave, I'll leave the listeners with this. Here's a couple ideas too, that I think have been helpful for just when I was thinking through this, like let your spouse know that you trust them. That's a big deal. Yeah. Let them know that you see and value their hard work. And then I, I put one and I circled it. Celebrate with them. Like, Mm. Put things on the calendar or just celebrate. Like, this is not an easy traveled road, the Uncommon Journey. But there's times that you just need to celebrate that. And so uh, let them know no matter what, you'll do it together. So that's just kind of something cool. And then I think a cool thing that I think a lot of people do is just block and tackle. Like, I can't tell you how many times I've had a later night. And then Aaron is just like, "I I got everything that we need to. You just you and it allows me to provide in such a way that i love uh so i think those are a couple ways just to kind of support your spouse in this and this again can be husbands it can be wives but i think this is just a fun podcast to think about like we're doing life together and there's a lot of times and everybody said this in our podcast and we all kind of agreed we wouldn't be where we were at without our spouse so hopefully this pays homage to all the people who are sacrificing behind the scenes You've been listening to the Uncommon Wealth Partners podcast. I've been your host, Philip Ryan Garvey, and Aaron Kramer. Uh, until next time, go be uncommon. Thanks for listening. Thanks. That's all for this episode, brought to you by Uncommonwealth Partners. Be sure to visit UncommonWealth.com to learn more about our services. Don't miss an episode as we introduce you to inspiring people who are actively pursuing an
2: uncommon life.